Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Today's podcast is part one of a two-part series with Bob Lanham. Bob is the current president of AGC of America. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest wears two different president's hats. One is the president of Williams Brothers Construction, and the other is the president of AGC of America, Bob Lanham. Bob, thanks so much for being here today. Lan, thanks for the invitation. I'm looking forward to it. Well, Bob, tell me how you got, and I looked at your article in the Constructor Magazine, Engage Today for a Better Tomorrow, and maybe we'll talk about that later, but it's a very interesting story how you got to where you are now. Man, yeah. Uh, how long you got, Lynn? Uh, <laughs> as much time as you need, sir. <laughs> Williams Brothers is a, a highway, uh, heavy highway contractor, folks on primary customers, Texas Department of Transportation. And it started to work in 1955, and it is no coincidence, that was the year that Eisenhower signed the Interstate Highway Act. So they were in the ground floor of the market. I joined in 1985, and, you know, I I had been in the service, Lynn. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a native Houstonian, grew up here, very humble beginnings, and needed... uh, Needed help going to college. Dad was wanting me to go to school between work and and what little mom and dad could help. Then the Army came along in the backwash of Vietnam, and uh, they needed uh, needed some young officers, so they offered to pay for my schooling. I said, great, what do I got to do? Give us eight years of your life. Well, I had time, didn't have money, so I thought that was a great trade. Smart move. <laughs> so... Uh, I took that scholarship, went to Texas A&M, graduated with a civil engineering degree, and went on active duty. And I actually thought that was going to be my career of choice, was be a, an Army officer. Mm-hmm. I was a combat engineer and uh, enjoyed my time very much in the service. It lets a young person grow up in a hurry. Forces uh, you to grow up in a hurry. are thrust upon you without any prerequisite of prior experience, and and you were expected to function. You were expected to excel. So uh, a great deal of pressure, but it was it afforded you an opportunity to learn on the job, and, uh, and it gave that to me. Mm-hmm. But after about four years on active duty, I had the option of, leaving or continuing on active duty and I, or I, you know if i left i could opt to do the last four in reserve and i chose to do that you know mm-hmm. i wanted to come back home i had gotten married miss pam and i wanted to start a family and running around the country wasn't very conducive 
around the world too uh, for family life. So we opted to get out and. You know, economy, I figured out, wasn't real good in 1985, so maybe leaving, uh, you know, savings alone crash, you know. Uh, difficult time. Difficult time. But uh, I had a, because I was a combat engineer, was a builder in adverse conditions, and though I had a engineering degree, contractors wanted to talk to me, and not many others did. And so I said, well, let's give this a whirl. And I had an offer from Williams Brothers here in Houston. It's where I wanted to live. So I said, let's give this give this a whirl. And, you know, 35 years later, it's, it looked to be a pretty good choice. Not exactly, uh, not exactly an instant success. Takes a lot of work, <laughs> doesn't it? And it uh, was great, great opportunity to joining a nice size company, but by me wouldn't, uh, you know, about 20% of the size it is today. But uh, join it as a young, young builder, young project engineer, and to be able to grow with the company uh, throughout that period of time, personally and with the company, uh, it's been really, really rewarding. And you had a chance to work with a great guy with Doug Pitcock, who was a great supporter Absolutely. of AGC. He, uh, he, you know, and that's where, uh, you know, I learned not only about the business, but about responsibility to leave the world a little better, and specifically this, leave this industry in a little bit better situation than when we got here, and, and the participation in AGC was how we were doing it. Not only does the company benefit, the industry benefits, but the company obviously benefits as well from participation in AGC. And so I learned from one of the masters uh, and, you know, great soldiers of the past of AGC, and uh, he encouraged me all along the way. Now, what was your route from the first time you heard the initials AGC from Mr. Pitcock until you got to where you are today as a president of the trade association. I was a rookie estimator, and I was over here just in a little corner room, very dark, you know, and <laughs> uh, you know, plans stacked everywhere, you know, of trying to learn how to estimate projects. And a little memo come upstairs from. Uh, the AGC of Texas, the highway chapter, and had all these lists of committees on there. And I said, you know, so obviously it was a solicitation. Would you like to sign up for committee work? And so I didn't know what this was. So I walked downstairs and saw the boss, and I said, he explained to me. And I said, well, there, I mean, there are four, boss, there are four or five committees on here that have direct bearing on what I do for you every day. And I said, it, does it matter? He goes, sign up for anything you think you're man enough to handle. <laughs> and so I checked all those and <laughs> turned it in. And that was kind of how my AGC path got kicked off. Uh, and I guess my started getting involved at the chapter level very uh, very strongly, and 
I probably chaired several committees. The staff support for my first committee chair was is now the current chapter exec, uh, Jennifer Woodard. So uh, uh, we've got a long history together and working together. A ter terrific, terrific lady. I guess it was probably about two, three years later, chairman of that first committee. And then on about uh, 1995, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there, mm -hmm. I got a, a, after having served several years as a committee chair, got offered a chance to do a two-year term on the chapter board. Great. I had a great time and got to see and learn about how the deeper things other than the technical issues I was involved with the technical committees got to see the political side of things and the public affairs efforts and all that that the chapter was being involved with that's kind of kind of interesting and exciting rotate off of that and I'm back doing my thing at the at the shop it was a year or two later uh, contractor a uh, past president of the chapter approaches the Doug and says, we'd like to get Bob to come on back on the board for a second term and run for president. He, he says, I got no problem with that, but she says, you got to go ask him yourself. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> so, so he come up and asked me to do it. I said, okay. So I ended up being uh, uh, chapter president in 2000, in the year 2000. So, uh, so Y2K and... You're a lucky guy, off. aren't you? You know how to time things, don't you? <laughs> had, a, had a great learning experience, and uh, it was during those terms as a chapter officer and coming to AGC of America that that journey started because I became exposed to AGC going to the convention and back then the mid-year meetings it it afforded me the opportunity to be in the delegate from one of the delegates from the chapter to go to the national meetings and just had a wonderful time got to meet all the, the staff up there hear about the great work they're doing and that interest caught on and it was probably a year or two later I caught Jeff Schoaf walking down the hall of a mid-year meeting says and said there I can't try to remember is environmental committee there was a hot environmental mm -hmm. committee environmental issues going on at that time air quality related and they were tying all that into highway funding and I told Schoaf I said I want to chair this committee I just walked or caught him in the hall and said I want to chair this committee and uh, I guess it was a year later I was chairing that committee so they, and they never turned down a willing volunteer you know <laughs> and with my years of experience in the association world bob we never turned down a volunteer like that <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely especially one that's all motivated you said so, it during that time frame i got the pleasure of meeting the presidents we didn't invite the national president to come speak at a chapter event Met Bob Desjardins. He made me Bob Desjardins made me a wild card for his board, 2001. And then Jim Waltz asked me in 2004. You know, so then 2005 I became the Highway Division Vice Chair. So my 
my path got kicked off, you know, quickly nationally between 2000 and 2005. And the highway division, like all the others, getting to know the camaraderie that I see amongst AGC members at the chapter level, even nationally, within it's it's heartwarming. Uh, I think it enriches people's lives tremendously, the association. I won't say out loud in the podcast how long you and I have been friends. Don't go uh, there. <laughs> let's just say we, we get to, we're qualified as long and tooth. You, know? you said it, my friend. You said it. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.